Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Andrew Graham from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Devin. It's been a pretty good 24 hours for our friends over at Cami Ingersoll. Well, the vehicles are rolling off the line at Canada's first full-scale electric vehicle manufacturing plant in Ingersoll. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Premier Doug Ford were both on hand to mark the milestone yesterday, where General Motors has retooled its existing plant to produce all-electric delivery vans. The provincial and federal governments each invested $259 million toward GM's $2 billion plan to transform its Ingersoll plant and overhaul its Oshawa plant to make them EV ready. The federal government says the Ingersoll plant is expected to manufacture 50,000 electric vehicles by 2025. Now, Canada intends to bar the sale of new internal combustion engines and passenger vehicles by 2035. Mike Van Vocal, the plant chair at CAMI for Unifor Local 88, told 980 FPL that GM retooled the plant in record time. Van Vocal says there are already thousands of orders for the next few years, and GM's decision to invest in the plant represents a vote of confidence in Canadian auto workers. Well, speaking of transit of a different kind, the plan to build a new headquarters for London Transit will be on the agenda today at City Hall. A move that's been in the works for some time, a plan to demolish and rebuild London Transit's aging Highbury Avenue facility will be up for discussion today during a meeting of the city's Strategic Priorities and Policy Committee. The commission's current headquarters, located at Highbury Avenue and Bridges Street, dates back more than seven decades, and a staff report says it is no longer efficient to operate, maintain, or upgrade. It comes as London Transit looks to electrify its fleet and expand its services as the city continues to grow. London's population is expected to reach nearly 650,000 by 2051, according to a recent growth projection study, which will also go before city politicians today. Now, back to London Transit, the plan is estimated to cost a total of just under $333 million and has been broken down into two separate phases worth $199.5 million and $133 million. Now, today's meeting will see committee members vote to submit the first phase for funding from a federal-provincial partnership that would see Ottawa and Queen's Park cover nearly three-quarters of the cost. Construction on the new facility would begin in 2025 with the new site capable of storing 252 buses and accommodating fleet expansion needs through to 2047. Let's go down to Ottawa, where a House of Commons committee studying food inflation in this country has heard from grocery executives. Definitely a conversation worth paying attention to. Grocery executives are denying accusations that their companies are taking advantage of inflation to drive up their own profits. The House of Commons Agriculture Committee heard held hearings as part of its study of food inflation. A Loblaw senior vice president told MPs that Loblaw has been raising prices because suppliers are charging more. Judat Hussein said its gross margins on food have also been stable. The rising cost of groceries have become a hot-button issue in politics, with food prices up 11% in October compared with a year earlier, and relief is not expected to come anytime soon. The committee will hold another meeting on food, in, on food inflation on December 12th. This story is interesting. A high-profile organization in Canada says it's been the victim of a cyber attack. 
this centers around a Canadian branch of a global human rights organization that says it was the target of this cyber attack. Amnesty International Canada says the digital security breach was first detected on October 5th. Forensic and cybersecurity experts launched an investigation and moved to protect the organization's systems. International firm SecureWorks later determined the likely source of the breach was a threat group sponsored by the Chinese state. Amnesty International does not believe any donor or membership data was exposed, but has notified law enforcement and has moved to restore systems back online. This story uh, broke last night. A well-known actress has died. Kirstie Alley, the Emmy-winning actor best known for her role in the sitcom Cheers, has died after a battle with cancer. Alley's family made the announcement on social media yesterday. She was 71. The statement said Alley's cancer had only recently been discovered. She also starred in the hit film Look Who's Talking opposite John Travolta, as well as its two sequels. After Cheers ended, Ali led her own NBC sitcom, Veronica's Closet, from 1997 to 2000, which earned her another Emmy nomination. Ali also attracted controversy over the years for her vocal defense of Scientology. And we'll end with uh, plans for New Year's in downtown London have been announced. For the first time since before the COVID-19 pandemic, Londoners will be able to ring in the New Year in Victoria Park. New Year's Eve celebrations will get underway on December 31st, beginning at 7 p.m. with two fireworks displays planned, including one at 9 p.m. for children and families and another when the clock strikes midnight. Those coming to the downtown core will be able to take in live music and entertainment, outdoor skating, and free hot chocolate. Londoners looking to go for a skate can also bring their own or rent a pair of skates for just $7. Now, getting to and from Victoria Park or any New Year's Eve event will be easier thanks to free London Transit service after 8 p.m. And for those driving on street downtown parking will be free after 6 p.m. on December 31st and free all day on January 1st, New Year's Day. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1752, a government pamphlet in Halifax became the first book published in Canada. In 1907, the first recorded flight in Canada took place when Thomas Selfridge rose about 51 meters into the air in a kite designed by Alexander Graham Bell. In 1917, much of Halifax was destroyed after the French munitions ship Mont Blanc exploded in the Halifax Harbor. More than 1,800 people died and 9,000 were injured in the explosion. It occurred after the Norwegian relief ship Emo, running relief missions to Belgium, collided with the Mont Blanc, which was carrying cargo of about 2,200 tons of explosives. Property damage was estimated at $35 million, with windows being shattered as far as 100 kilometers away in Truro, Nova Scotia. In 1921, Agnes McPhail, a 30-year-old teacher, became Canada's first female member of Parliament. In 1982, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled in a unanimous decision that Quebec never had a veto over amendments to Canada's constitution, thus rejecting one of the province's historical claims to special status. 
1989, a 25-year-old man won a shooting rampage at the University of Montreal, killing 14 women and wounding nine others. He then shot himself. The Montreal massacre prompted the toughening of Canada's gun control laws. In 1990, Ottawa and Tampa Bay were granted NHL expansion franchises. In 2005, the Philadelphia Flyers won the first NHL scoreless game that was decided by a shootout, beating the Calgary Flames one to nothing. In 2014, Canada's new prostitution laws took effect, criminalizing the purchase of sex while providing some legal immunity for sex workers themselves. In 2019, there were promises to end violence against women and solemn reflections as ceremonies were held to honor the 14 victims of the uh, Montreal massacre. On the 30th anniversary of the worst shooting in our history, the House of Commons fell silent as members of Parliament remembered the victims who were targeted for death because they were women. And on this day in 2021, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau accepted the resignation of Dominic Barton as Canada's ambassador to China, who said he would step down at the end of the month after two years in which he was praised for helping secure the release of Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor. Happy birthday to listener Ken, who turns 49 today, and listener Amanda, who turns 36. You share a birthday with comedian Stephen Wright. He turns 67. Judd Apatow is 55. And Johnny Football turns 30.